0: from the sidelines is back again this week welcome back family this is your boy 20 aka twine you know one third of your host here uh before we jump into anything i'm gonna go ahead and let the, the next host introduce himself charlie go ahead and shout out to the people peace
1: man you already know man it's your boy charlie a.k.a. everybody know me as the family, as Bobo. Uh, you hit me up on Twitter, which is A 606 Again, uh, another one to host as well. So I'm going to pass it to the other host also. Lajeem, tell me who you is, man.
2: They know who I am, the one and only, at L-Y underscore G-E-N-E. Lajeem here to give me the best voice tape that I possibly can. And for those that don't know me, now you know. what's your
0: handle, man? First handle going to be branding underscore elite at Twitter. And also the same thing at um, Instagram. So on the IG. Also, I want to quickly throw out before I pass. uh, They handles that we do have an official email. So that's going to be from the sidelines guys with an S at gmail.com. Make sure you send all your emails. All of your questions, comments, how you feel we doing, what we can do to improve to that email. And, hey, we can make a whole segment out of everything that y'all throw at us. You know, just make sure you email us so we can get back at you. We'll read it, you know, live and answer everything accordingly. All right. So, fellas, drop y'all handles and then we'll jump right into the show.
2: Well, I already gave them mine. So, Bobo, why don't you give them yours one time? I already gave
1: him mine, too. So, like I always say, let's get at it, man.
2: Let's, let's get, get
0: at it. it. <laughs> all right. So, first thing we're going to do is go ahead and quickly talk about the Super Bowl. I'm not too impressed with the Super Bowl matchup. You know, I'm rooting for the Rams. Sorry for all the Patriots, 5%. That's in Boston. And then uh, shout out to my cousin, rod pearson you know i know you're a patriots fan that's not in the boston area but i'm still rooting for them to lose you know i'm sick of seeing the patriots being there i give respect to brady and belichick for all they do but i ain't got much to say about that team man it is what it is i'm you know what I'm saying just ready to move on to the nba and college basketball at this point yeah uh, i i just want to see the refs go ahead and just let this game play out. But if you're going to play it, let it play out, play it out right. If you're going to throw a bunch of flags, throw a bunch of flags both ways. If you're not going to throw flags and you're going to swallow your whistle, swallow the whistle both ways. Don't let this game be determined from one side or the other. That's all I'm asking for, man. And that's what's going to make for a good Super Bowl at the end of the day. Lajin, what's your thoughts on the Super Bowl coming up here? Who are you predicting to win? Personally, I feel
2: this game, the refs should sit back and be fans. Enjoy the game, man. It's the Super Bowl. Let the game be played out. With that being said, um, man, this is going to be one of them tough ones. I believe the Rams can win this game, personally. I believe they can win. However, they are going one against Brady with this brand new Sunny Michelle running game that they got. That makes it a totally different game for me to just go ahead and say who's who. Plus, you got the young innovation, and then you got Bill Belichick. He knows what he's doing. He's been here before. Brady has been here before. This is the first time for this crew. I'm going to give it to L.A. this game. I believe their cornerbacks are going to step up, and their linebackers are going to be different. And, and, and Sue is going to be the X Factor. I'm going Rams this game, Bobo. What do you think about it, uh, man? Well,
1: it's sad to say that football is coming to an end come Sunday night. Uh, i I, I mean, you if you look at it, you, you you can look at it so many ways. You know, you got old school against new school, from the quarterback all the way to the head coach as well. I mean, definitely, definitely, old school gets new school. Um, I'm definitely giving the edge to the Rams. Also, uh, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that the X factor to me is gonna be um, Donald, your defensive player of the year. I feel like he's gonna not only be not only he's going to dominate, but he's gonna get MVP of the game. I see at least two sacks and a forced fumble for a touchdown this game. I feel like that he's gonna make his mark. No, come Sunday night. Um, I'm in that 95 percentile, <laughs> and I do mean percentile that that I don't want the Patriots to win. Not taking on against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and what they have done. You got to give credit when credit is due. You got to give respect where respect is at. I just feel like that when you give all this money to that defense, you know, for to live, Marcus Peters, you know, as well. I mean, even Sam Shields, they used to play for the Packers. I mean, he's actually somewhat being uh, decent. And then you got Adamicus Sue, and then you got the highest played NFL – well, one of the highest NFL defensive players, which is Aaron Donald, all on one field. I mean, man, it makes for, you know, your defense not only to be elite, but to actually go win, win, and bring it back to L.A., so that's just my take on that, you know. So I want the Rams to win. Um, I know, you know, let me phrase that. I don't want them to win. I would rather see them win, if that makes sense, you know. Because yeah. I'm tired of seeing the, I'm tired of seeing the Patriots, you know, <laughs> trying to win or think they can win everything. So I'm not. I don't think Sonny Michelle is going to be that X factor that, you know, my guy Gene think he's going to be. I feel like Tom Brady is going to have to put the ball in the air. But that's just my take on that. So I'm just going to pass it back to you, Twine. man. What you think, man? You
2: have to say.
0: Oh, um, I'm not going to predict any uh, MVPs, but I'm going to tell you my X factor, my X factor really going to boil down to Ty Gurley. If you get the Ty Gurley that you have seen in recent years under Sean McVay, so last season, this season, before <clears> the injury, <throat> I think that's going to be the outcome of the game here. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be the – but when that offense is running, it uh, it, it revolves around Ty Gurley. He makes everything go. So when you have to focus on Ty Gurley because he can run the ball between the tackles outside on the you know what I'm saying on the numbers, and he can catch the ball outside and out of the backfield, line up as a wide receiver. You have an a lot, a, a lot that you have to account for as a defense <laughs> as a whole. So when you have him going at full tick, it doesn't matter what defense he's facing. It's going to be tough to stop so that's going to be my x factor here and that's why i think you know if he's if he is fully healthy like he's telling the media ty Gurley is going to be that man who's going to you know happen in order for them to win if he is not fully himself you see him still splitting carries or you know saying taking a few series off like you've seen in the divisional round it could go either way now um I do want to see the Rams win because I am sick of the Patriots. But, again, <laughs> it's going to have to boil down to um, how well or how healthy Ty Gurley is at the end of the day. If, ands, or buts about it, you know. He's a Ty Gurley of this Rams team's generation is the Marshall Falk of the greatest show on turf in that generation when they won. When they Ooh, won a Super Bowl, right? when they won it. They- you know, yeah, they had the Ivy Bruce, they had the, you know what I'm saying, the Torrey Houghton, they had the Oz Hakeem, but at the end of the day, the offense still revolved around Marshall Falk at the end of the day, and he's what helped them win their first Super Bowl. So in order for the Rams to win their next Super Bowl, it's going to have to be that type of offense, it's going to have to be that type of game, plan. because guess what, you've already seen it the Sean McVay, what their offense can do when Todd Gurley is, you know what I'm saying, when it's the focus around him and everything else opens up. That's my take. Anybody else got anything to say before we go on to our next topic?
2: I will add one bold prediction to that, and that's because of what you just said. If Todd Gurley is healthy, the bold prediction, three touchdowns, 250 yards on the ground. On, Ooh, the, ground? on the ground? On the ground? <laughs> hey, watch this. Damn. skew my me. language. Damn. <laughs> C.J. Anderson has been a beast for them as well in this Sean McVay offense. Let's not forget how well C.J. Anderson has played in these four games back being in Sean McVay's offense taking up the slack for Todd Gurley. the both of them. 250 yards, three touchdowns. oh,
0: <sighs> uh, that,
1: That's a... <laughs> Ooh.
2: Um, you put putting
1: a lot on somebody that's that's just saying that they're just healthy. You don't say they're finally right. healthy. You you putting a you putting a, a whole bunch of steak on that. Two man, man. two and Two three TVs? I could have gave you two. I could have gave you two. But I, you mean three?
0: Man, you said two fifty on the ground. I could have gave you two fifty total yards between your rushing right. and catching. I can't give you two fifty on the ground because of the yeah. fact I know that they still going to, you know, make sure that Anderson is getting some touches as well, too. Right. My thing is, I don't think Anderson gets as many touches, again, if uh, Gurley is as healthy as he's been telling the media. You know, you go back to your focal point, and then you come in and wear down the defense with that bowling ball and Anderson. You know, that's how I look at
2: it. I will remind you of one thing, though, and this is what I want you all to take from this. Remember what Gurley and Anderson did against Dallas, a defense that is much better than New England's.
0: True. They ran but for it, 200
2: yards and three touchdowns then.
0: Go, right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tuan. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, and I agree with you. They did that. But again, it was 100 yards apiece. You know, it wasn't 250 yards out of Gurley. No, you know, but that's but what we're we scaling.
2: 200 yeah, well, yards between the two of them. I'm saying the two of them will equal two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns between
0: the two. Okay. Of them. Oh, okay. 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 I thought you said no. two hundred and fifty yards on the twelve yeah. just by girly. Okay, I got you no. I got you. Now 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 I, I
1: okay. now okay, I can get that. But yeah. keep in yeah. mind we hear talking about Bill Belichick now that right. is known to take away that that's that known as the scheme against their best players. Right. So you got you you gotta respect that with Bill Belichick. Because Dep- of the that- fact, if that you don't like the Patriots at all, you got to respect what that man does scheme wise to take Dep- away the best player, and they know Ty Gurley is the best player, so they're going yes, to try to find a way to neutralize Ty Gurley and probably CJ Anderson. So that's why I said that the, um, Aaron Donald is going to be the is going to be that man. He's going to be that X factor, and Jared Goff going to have to put the ball in the air, which he got playmakers, but I feel like he can use he can use cut more. I believe that's the tight end, if I'm not mistaken, or Huckle. No. Huckle, slot,
0: slot wide receiver. Slot wide or
1: Yeah, and they need slot to use Slot wide receiver. End was or,
0: Cup, Cup was Cup. Cup is injured. He's injured, yeah. so it'll be it'll be Everett, and it'll be the Huckle. Yeah, Huckle. That it, Huckle what the what I mean. tight end. That's what
1: I meant. Excuse me, the tight end, yeah. right? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. You gotta you gotta account for what the Bill Belichick is gonna do come Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And and Sean McVay is gonna be ready for that. And I feel like Jared Goff gonna put the ball in there. Hell, he proved that against the Saints, he could put the ball in the air when they when they couldn't get the run game going with C.J. Anderson and Ty, uh and Gurley. He put the ball in the air. He was shredding that secondary of the Saints. So
2: I, I, don't, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Here's the thing you got to remember though: Bill Belichick's best game comes after the first half of the Super Bowl. His adjustments is what makes him the person that he is. Let's be honest. When Bill Belichick goes into a Super Bowl, he's playing for halftime because he knows at halftime he'll make the necessary adjustments to win the game and he's in every Super Bowl dang near. Let's be honest. But the one thing he cannot account for will be a change in running back because you start a scheme on Todd Gurley's shoulders. Then you could turn around and flip that scheme and put it in the hands of C.J. Anderson that's a complete different change that Bill Belichick probably won't account for until it comes down to it. And I think putting that running game together the way he did against Dallas, he's probably going to do the same thing against the New England
0: Okay. Like I said, you know, once you had redefined what you were saying, you know, I, I I can give you that. You know, I we were both thinking, you know, you was talking about just Ty Gurley alone with those stats and stuff. Uh, but let's not forget, though, before we go on to the next topic, he has game film where he Bill Belichick has game field where he can go back and look at the Bears and how the Bears neutralized Ty when he wasn't injured at that point and he also has game film now how he can go back and look at what Dallas went, went wrong with Dallas when they had the C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley, the plays they was able to do and, you know, just exploit against their offense in a running game here. So it's going to be a chess match. It's going to be definitely between both of these coaches, man. They're going to be, oh, man, it's it's going to be exciting to see. You know, don't get me wrong, fans and family, especially, you know what I'm saying, people in the Boston area, it's going to be exciting to see. But it's just like you kind of get sick of seeing one of the same teams always being there. It's like college football national championship. You get tired of seeing Alabama always see the Alabama's you get excited when you see, uh england get beat by philly last year in the super bowl you get excited because you get sick one of the teams there you know, right. that's just my take I'm pretty sure a lot of other people feel that way excited yeah. to see two matches kind of pick each other apart offensively and defensively you know once the super bowl happened on sunday
2: it's going to be who has the ball last, and like you said, it's great when you see one of the big teams go down, and it's even greater than you predicted, like I did, you know, Clemson beating Alabama in a blowout, but nobody wanted to listen to me. So I just wanted to throw that out there, you know.
1: Then, <laughs> hey, you ain't got to rub it in nobody's face.
0: Right, right. You see how he did that. Man, yeah, we're about to go to, on to the next topic is. here. I see, I see how you did there. We're going on to the next topic, which we all excited about. We're talking about the NBA, baby. Let's get – but before we get on stats and records and anything, let's jump right into the trades, the rumors, all of the all of the deadlines. We're about to get right into these trade talks right now. So I'm going to start out with my man, Jean here because me and – they're having a lot of discussions on trades and trade talks and, hey, tanking teams and et cetera, et cetera. Like Gene, go on here to you start what you've been starting with. Go here and get this hash out here with me and Charlie. The floor is yours, bro. Okay.
2: So let me start it off about something we talked about a long time ago. I said there was a team tanking, and you said that they weren't. I truly believe that they was due to some of the moves that they made because some of the players they got rid of was kindly a lot better than the ones that they kept and then turned around and signed from the G League. And I'm talking about my Chicago Bulls. I've been saying they've been tanking from the beginning of the season. Tuan, you truly believe that they wasn't. And I understand. But like I said, they're playing for Zion Williams. Dog, The man is amazing. I'm a Duke fan, so I'm going to throw that out there as well. But Zion Williams is amazing. He's a monster of a player. With that being said, I do believe the Bulls are trying to pull something off where they end up with the man being talked about right now, and that's A.D. Anthony Davis. I believe they're trying to make a move where they end up with Mark and Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson and one or the other, Dunn and Levine which would be awesome, which means Carter might be out of here, which means Portis might be out of here, which means Dunn might be out of here. So many different things that they can do. I don't know what will happen, but they're clearing up cap space, bringing in this man here, AD, and then they're still having their four-max contract. You can't be mad at a team that's putting something like this together. I'm looking forward to it. With that being said, Twan, one of my detractors that say they was not tanking (laughs) – Go ahead. Take over. Tell me.
0: Basically, I understand on the whole tanking. But at the end of the day, what you were basically suggesting with this tank, get Jabari Parker, you know, who probably shouldn't have signed or came back to the home team to begin with. Carter, you know, who, yes, he's not a good scorer right now, but he's exactly what they wanted. in a rebounder, a defensive player, and a shot blocker. Getting rid of Chris Dunn. Wasn't a great score when he was drafted. He's still not much of a great score right now. But what he's able to do is be a floor general. He's already proved that in Fred horbergs system, and he's proven that in Boiling system. He's able to run both of these teams' offense, and when he needs to turn it on, sc- do that. And then you also suggested getting rid of Zach Levine, who is our best score right now, better than our rookie last year, who you know Sean shown promise, and Laurie Markison. So that leaves you with Markison. I will go ahead and give you, you know, the ball drop, um, which everybody knows. The NBA is different from uh, the NFL. You're guaranteed. You have to go to a lottery. The history had an opportunity to 1.1 chance percent of landing a Derrick Rose with that first overall pick when he didn't even deserve to get that pick. They landed him. The of them, okay, so they got that pick, but you can't say that you know, tanking is going to put you in position to land that pick again. They were in a situation long ago when they drafted Derrick Rose, and it happened to go that it's going to happen again. But you know, just for sakes, just for debate's sake, I will go ahead and give you uh, let's give you Zion. You get the number one pick, <laughs> Zion, they still have Laura, Lauren Marcuson, okay, and then. But what you are really forgetting when it comes to frequency in the NBA, in this era where teams want to play with a winning team, they don't want to play with a rebuilding. Uh, Anthony Davis, who said that it's not about the money for him right now. He wants to win right now. He's already announced with his agent that he is not willing to take the extension, but he wants to be traded from, from his team right now, who is a playoff team were in the playoffs last year let's let that let's think about that for a minute you be traded from a playoff team but you also put it out there i'm not signing no contract extension that just further lets me know that if he doesn't get traded from a playoff just with last year then if he doesn't go to another winning team there's no way by free agency next year he's going to sign losing team that's still in rebuild mode when you only have a lori markinson and a zion williams who yes that boy is a great athlete but you and out once he hit the end you got so many teams versus you know a hundred and you know 15 teams where a lot of the talent is all in one team like he's currently on with duke right now He's going to have to take time. He's an undersized player. You still got to figure out his role in the NBA, whether it's going to be a shooting guard, a small four, or a power forward, You have to figure out what he's going to be best in once he's matched up against these other NBA players who are going to be ready and ready to try to stop him, shut him down, and make him look bad. So again, at the end of the day, whether the, you know, the Bulls get the number one pick even a top three pick, there's no way with this whole tank thing and then trading all those players away that they will be a playoff team, you know, regardless. You're not getting Anthony Davis. There's no way you're getting them. And now you just left yourself with a lot of holes when you trade away your best scorer in Zach Levine, you trade, trade away your floor general, which is hard to come by guard in the NBA. And now you're going to trade it away your shot blocker, your defender in that center, and Carter as well. Man. Looking at okay, NBA so with that and being said go
2: ahead, though. Uh, but with that being said, here's what I got to say on that. You think about it from this perspective. When you trade for Davis, let's say you trade for him before the deadline. You have him for the rest of this year, and you have him for next year because he's one year out from free agency. Two, I didn't say Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. I said one or the other. You pick one because when you add Zion Williamson, you add somebody who can, who is capable of being a floor general, who is a capable scorer, who's going to play the wing in the NBA because of his skill set, not because of his size, the same way LeBron James did when he came in in a power forward's body, he ended up playing on the three. He played the wing until later in his career. With that being said, you get rid of a Parker, you get rid of a, a Dunn or Levine, you get rid of a Portis, and then you tell me that Anthony Davis coming over to that, and next year you have him. You don't make the playoffs if you put this team together right with the right coach. Now, I ain't saying Jim Boylan can do it, but I don't think that they're going to keep Jim Boylan anyway, if I'm being completely honest. So when it comes down to it, I'm looking at a team that add Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, Tua Laurie marketing and then you got the capable, possible either Dunn or Levine because I'm not sold on Dunn. I've watched a lot of Bulls games this year. And what I've seen is him look lost at times when you expect him to be the leader of that team, especially a couple of weeks ago. I watched him at the end of a game, time running out, didn't even shoot the ball, looking to pass it, almost walked and didn't even shoot the ball at the end of a game. This is what he did at the end of a game. So, I mean, taking a shot is not hard if you know that the game is running out. That's one. you just, I mean, hey, let's be honest. But what I'm seeing here, an option and an opportunity for the Bulls to make a grand leap in their development because they still have them talent that they can still use. Um, when they traded away Dinwiddie and all of them, I told you, I said they traded away players and look at what Dinwiddie doing right now. I'm just saying, hate that he's injured and not on the floor, but <clears throat> the Bulls have an opportunity to make a move. Even if they don't trade for Davis, the team that they got around right now is a solid team talent-wise. It just needs a good coach. We all knew Hoiberg was a scapegoat because, A, they never gave him the talent that he was looking for. I mean, Dwayne Wade and Rajon rondo he wants three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them are three-point shooters, let's be honest. Then they turned around and gave him rookies. And by that time, when they started doing something, it's too late. Most of them was injured, so the beginning of his season was terrible. Then you look at the second half, where you got Jim Boylan, he just can't put the offense together where they can close out games. They'll lead all three quarters, but then in the fourth quarter, they are not the same team. They gas out, they they lose out. So I feel what you're saying. It would be stupid if you can't make it right. And from what me and you have always talked about on the side, outside of outside the sidelines is how – stupid sometimes the front office of the chicago bulls is so let's be honest they make many mistakes but i think somehow the ball is going to bounce our way and remember when we got derrick rose we just missed the playoffs and the record was completely different we're gonna be in the top which means we guaranteed a top three pick so i ain't worried about none of that
0: all right but i gave you top three pick i you know what i'm saying debate say i gave you zion williams just to prove that point and charlie can vouch for this um, because outside the sidelines um, for our fans and family we always do a discussion within a group chat charlie's seeing you know uh those same groups and discussions debates as well too you know before we lead up to our actually have them getting rid of uh dunn carter and also zach levine which would have left the team depleted because you have no true point guard outside of that. You have no true shooting guard outside of that. So that leaves all the pressure on, again, and that's why I see it for debate argument, leaving you with Zion, leaving you with Lori Markinson. And, hey, if they did actually trade for uh, 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 an Anthony Davis, you still have two huge holes that you need to fill in your shooting guard aspect and also in your point guard. That's You know, you still hurt this team. You still, to me right now, you have a big three. But the problem right now is front office and coaching. You just said that. That's the biggest problem right now. So if you put that team in a position by trading all three of them, you're still in the same boat. That doesn't change anything. And, again, is in the era of, you know, wanting to win right now, Players are either signing with the team that can win right now, or demanding to be traded to a team that can win right now. That's the situation we're in. So, at the end of the day, yes, the front office has full control. But when you got a disgruntled player, you just like give him what he wants so we can move on. And you've already seen the, the mistake that made, as you said. You know what other players are doing that they got rid of, and they shouldn't got rid of, and they kept players that they shouldn't have kept, and now they ain't even on the team here. That's that's the whole situation here. You know, even my girl, shout out to my girl here, Ashley, you know, who helped me, you know, kind of, you know, look at things from a different format here for today's discussion here that we, you know, we talking about with the NBA, who's a big basketball fan, played the game as well, too, you know, and, and is a Boston fan. Uh, but you know, she was breaking it down as well, too. How, you know, if you start a team, you know, and tanking, just to get in that situation, pretty much putting 76ers that they were in every year up to, you know, last year and this year. And if everybody remember correctly, uh, 76ers kept trading players away, and they get the good ball, and they get, you know, college draft pick, get another good college draft pick, and another good college draft pick, and they get a couple of free agents, and And they did that for the last uh, five to six years until they finally came up with this team. But their front office was making everything difficult. Because you never build a nucleus around this team enough or allow these players to gel enough to become the team that they should have been. They didn't already had the top three to four draft picks over the last four to five years. And a lot of those players ain't even on the team right now. So right now, to me, that should have did really has been purely luck because the front office didn't know what they was doing what i'm trying to explain to you is if the bulls pull a move like that you're going to be in the same situation so how many more years are we going to have to go to a rebuild before we finally see change so at the end of the day i'm saying it, it builds down to the front office you got to start firing from the front office you can't give a, a coach who didn't go through an interim process a head coaching position regardless if you rework the contract and you know, you can fire him and only owe him one million. You should have been an interrupted another mistake. That's why the Chicago fans, fans like ourselves, and your board the last couple seasons. Fire guard pack because they don't know. You don't need to be there, and you need to just blow up the whole thing. If you're gonna do it, you need to start from top this time and not just get rid of players. This team ain't gonna be a place what ball you what three agents you land with, you know, and I understand you with the trade, but they ain't got enough assets to trade for Anthony Davis right now. There's no way New Orleans going to make that move here. Charlie, what's your thoughts on it?
1: <laughs> man, you know, I, I mean, this is this is good. I was like Molly off the first day, just sit back watching with my arms folded, you know what I'm saying, listen, you know. Damn, um, this this is good. Um, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Darhart Lakers fan all day, every day. You know what I'm saying, Kobe Bryant 24-8 all day. All day, every day. I feel like Magic Johnson should make this move. I feel like you give the New Orleans whatever they need. You give them the whole damn house and it's something. Give them the house for AD, because like AD said, like you guys were saying. It, I mean, you know, it's different with it's different with the situation with Chicago. Lakers got LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, Rich Paul. Is the same agent for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis already said he wanted to go. He he don't he don't care about the money. He is his legacy. He want to get championships, which I don't blame him. He's still young. He still to me he's still want to the, want the top five players in the game when healthy. So I feel like he's a better suit for a team like Boston and a team even you know a team like the Lakers that he'd be a better fit for Chicago. You know, Chicago needs to develop, need to just develop the players now because they don't have like a LeBron James on their team. You see what I'm saying? They got a bunch of young players that can mesh together that they actually got some over there, but you don't want to get rid of all those young players just for just for a one-year rental. And then what, let's say he does get traded to Chicago. Then what, I mean, he, you know, and he doesn't stay. Then you guys are, you guys just lost AD and you guys don't, you know, you guys just lost on a bunch of, you know, you let me phrase that. You guys pretty much gave up your young player just for a one year rental, you know, as well. I feel like he's a better suit for the Lakers. I feel like Magic Johnson's gonna pull this off before the trade deadline, um, and they're gonna get Clay Thompson too this summer. If they can pull, if Magic Johnson can pull it, can pull this trade off, and get AD Clay Thompson is coming to the Lakers this summer. Mark my words. He's coming. So, you okay, know what I'm Bobo. saying? That's okay, just that's just me. You said that's just way I'm looking at it. And just the reports that's going on out there as well. And all of that, Clay Thompson, since we're speaking we speak on prey rumors and things of that sort of nature, Clay Thompson's dad used to play for the Lakers as well back in the 80s as well. And <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's a commentator for the Lakers too. I could be wrong, but I believe he is. Yes, yeah. he is. So, yes, he he's one of them. so he's again, AD would be a better fit for Boston or LA because when you think of Boston, you think of Kyrie. And then when you think of LA, you think of LeBron. You see what I'm saying? And then AD go over there and then Clay Thompson going over there. That's just my take on that. But, again, y'all discussion that what y'all okay, talking so about is, is good. You know, but, again, I got to lean towards why, man, you don't want to – you know, it's like you're – you got it. You got it. It starts from the top. Like you got front office as it's sort of like how the Lakers were a few years ago. You know, with Jenny Buss and, you know, that the old GM and things of that sort of nature. Well, I can't put that on Jenny Buss. It was like pretty much the brothers, you know, her brother and, and Mitch Kupchak. That's his name for the Lakers, the old GM. It's sort of like what the Bulls is going through right now. You know, the front office is a bunch of messes and sham. You know, you get rid of coach after coach. You see what I'm saying? There's no there's no nucleus. There's no no unit. There's no one. So the Lakers are in a good position to get AD. What you got to say, LaGene? I know you want to chime okay, in. Go ahead.
2: So, here's my question to you. Here's what's being proposed for AD. And then tell me what remains okay. on the team afterwards. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, lonzo ball that's what they want plus first round okay. graphics from the Lakers if they deal with the lakers if okay. it happens so when you take the three away who do you put on the court with you still got josh Brown hart James? that can
1: shoot the three you know what i'm saying you still you okay. still got um god what is his name um you still got the center uh god he's from overseas come on
0: laker fan Huh? Come on, Laker fan. Yes, yeah, you talking about Zubac, Zubac? Yeah, you got Zubak.
1: So that you can slide AD to the four, you can slide him to the four, and you can have Zubak at the five.
0: You see what I'm saying? Okay. You know? Okay. I'm, and I'm, I'm a still... man on that one too. Hold on. Hold on. I look at the Lakers. Hold on. Go ahead. Go oh ahead. yeah.
1: So and then if you add a Clay Thompson, you go get you a point guard. You go get your point. You go get We're you. About. You go get your point guard. But hell, I put it like this: LeBron James can push them, can bring the ball up. He been doing it all his whole career. So go ahead. What was you about to say? Antoine? I'm sorry.
0: Okay, so every uh, NBA championship team that had at least a big two. Every once in a while, there's been a big three. Okay, so we can't forget that. What the, what the situation is with those big two? Every player that's around those big two you know, from every championship team, they did their roles and they did it well, but they did more than just, a spot up two or a three point shot. They did more than just pass or play defense. They did more than, you know what I'm saying, just fill a hole at that time being. Because you've seen teams that did that, that didn't win championships, and you knew where their weakness lies. But the team that had the big twos or the big threes had the players that can do a little bit more, like the Boston Celtics, like the Chicago Bulls, like the Showtime Lakers, like the Detroit. Talking about the bad boy pissing, I'm talking. The Ben, Wall- uh, Mister Big Shot, uh, Detroit Pistons. That team played well. You knew who your star players were, and everybody else, like uh, the Rasheed Wallaces and the Rip Hamiltons, knew what they were supposed to do and help that team. When that Boston Celtics, well, I'm talking about the Boston Celtics with the KG, with the truth, and then with Ray Allen. You know, this, again, everybody around them, you knew their roles, but you knew what else they could bring to the table besides. Here and there. So again, if you spend hang on, almost done, bro. And I'm gonna let you spit it in. So again, Charlie, same situation that the Bulls is in. You don't have enough bench depth to allow those players to slide up and take over. If you start trading away that many assets, you're in the same situation that you're in. All you did now was add an AD that's gonna sell more seats. But how many games are you gonna win? That's, that's my take on it there. Lagene, I'm going to pass it to you and let you put, put your thoughts to it. Yep, I'm going to wait to say you
2: know, something. I, I want to put this on to your thoughts. I want you to tell me about this because although it is LeBron, it is an aging LeBron. It's not the LeBron that went to Miami. It's not the LeBron that went to Cleveland. It's an aging LeBron. Tell me what's your thoughts on that.
0: Cool, and I'm glad you said that too because that was going to be my next star. That's exactly it right there because he is getting to that point where he's aging. AD is still young right now. Uh, Charlie had mentioned earlier, hell, that you can have LeBron bring the ball up and stuff, but you, we seen that. Uh, uh, Lajin out of our bulls with Scottie Pippen. You know, yeah, we brought he brought the ball up, but once they start getting to a certain age, you can't expect them to do everything on the court anymore. You have to have those players who can build and they can be trusted upon to take that you can't ask a older lebron to do everything like he did when he was a younger lebron you're gonna wear that dude out and it's not gonna happen it's not gonna go it's not gonna go in a championship favor so i'm glad you did say that oh yeah charlie i'm gonna let you throw your thoughts in. yeah because like when i and what i had said was was that again
1: you can find you a point guard you can find someone to fit that system you know, so they don't have to be a spectacular point guard. What I was saying was that hell LeBron can bring it up from time to time, not all the time. Cause again, I do agree that he is getting older, but don't get it for one second that he, you know what I'm saying? Like he can't do his thing. I feel like that the older that he's getting, he should be put on the block. But I, I just want to say something too, since you mentioned all these teams, don't forget about the, 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 the 2000 Lakers. When you had Shaq and the young Kobe that was number eight and Rick Fox and Robert Horry, don't forget about that. I mean, I see you mention these other teams, but come on now, Twan, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like hey. you you forgot about that. You forgot about that when they went back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? You know, with a dominant player like Shaquille O'Neal, And then he had, because you said he had role players. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like you forgot about that Lakers team. You know what I'm saying? You skipped you skip, you skip,
0: you skip over that. You know what I'm saying? Then you no, skip over.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I, I... I didn't forget them at all. But what you're mentioning is a team, Shaq, who was still in his 20s, a young Kobe, and then all of the, the role players, the big shot Bob and and, and Robert mm-hmm. Fisher, who was still a yeah, young fish. guard. You, you know, players still younger at that time, being when they won all of those. Forget about those. I'm just mentioning the two-star super player team that had guys that can do more than just – I could spot up or I could just run be a floor general. You know, Derek Fisher don't get it twisted. He was a floor general, he could run that offense, but the boy can oh, spot God. up and shoot that three-pointer too. That's what oh, I'm pointing out way. to both of y'all when I say if you start depleting a team of players who can run efficiently, then what do you have after that? Because again, we could look at the Chicago Bulls with Derrick Rowe. You couldn't get to that championship because you only had Derrick Rowe and you had Joe Cam Noah. Once you got rid of uh Luau Dane, because all those were trash players you had bogan bogan could play good defense offense at you had uh you had kyle corver who could shoot the three but where was his defense at that's what i'm saying when you start depleting the team and just putting players who can only be one dimensional and one aspect with offense and defense going to get you to a championship that's the big thing play that role but can do a lot more because if they 2 too dimensional that team is not going to get to the next level so no i didn't forget the lakers but that's that points out my point there you again you had players you had your young superstars who can dominate in that aspect you had players who did more than just their basic role that they were suspected of being a part of the team it's Gene, I'm gonna come back to you because I know you feel me on the Bulls team that couldn't get past, you know, because they had so many. The bench mob was everybody hype, but their bench mob was just that. It was a bench mob. You can ask any of those dudes to be starters on and, you know, trading away player. So what's your thought on that?
2: Hey, there's one thing I want to point out in that situation that you didn't mention. Rose got hurt in the very first game twisted the ankle with the foul that they didn't call when LeBron James and Wayne Wade crashed down on him. So if he don't get hurt there, they take over that series because they dominated that first game. Then the next year, you got the injury to my boy, and you know what I'm saying? That's disappointing again, more injuries. And after that, it was just more injuries after more injuries, and they couldn't get the injury bug off them. But at the same time, that was one of the most talented teams, but they never had the most important part, and they threw piece after piece after piece in at shooting guard that did not work. And by the time Jimmy Butler had evolved to what we thought he could be, Rose was of no use to us because of all of the injuries that he had consumed at that point. So I completely understand what Twan's saying. And when you look at it, it's the same thing for the Lakers. You don't want to deplete that team for aging LeBron and AD because here's what happens. Yeah, you can get – possibly get. I won't even say you can get. You can possibly get Clay Thompson from the Golden State Warriors, but then you really only got all three of them for one year. Because then LeBron will be leaving the very next year because it's an option on his end to leave in year three or re-sign after year three. But can you afford him Clay Thompson you. and AD at the money that you're going to be paying? Him?
1: True. Let me let, let me let me let me let me let me jump on that because it's not an option. It's a straight four-year contract. So once it's, it's not it's an option. Three, no, three no, it's no, it's a four year. It's a four. Year. It's a straight four year deal. It's not. A, it's not an option three. It's a straight four year contract. It's a straight four. Pull it, it up. Pull it up right now. It's a straight four year contract.
0: Not I, I believe it was the option two. I believe it was the option two. But I'm gonna pull it up too. Yeah, I can you pull know, it fans, up. You know, fans. Fans, we always got our laptops up, so we 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 on top of that things here. But you know, we are gonna keep keep discussion rolling as we yeah, keep you know, looking. I at mean, I mean, well, too. I mean,
2: I'm so, not. I mean, but, I'm
1: not knocking that any y'all saying. I mean, again, I'm, I'm. I'll put it like this: we don't know. What, we don't know what Anthony Davis gonna do. We do know he don't want to play for the Pelicans. We all know that. We I, I think we all agreement on that for sure. Because it's been for said sure. that he don't want to play for the Pelicans. His thing is, is that he want to play for a team that he can contend every
0: year. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He want to contend.
1: He don't want to sit at home like he do and watch the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? He right. don't want to do that. When he know that if he was on, like, a Boston Celtics or, you know, hell, even if he if was to go to Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you put him. They can't, they, they can't they afford can't, him. they are the they same situation. They can't afford him. But again, you just never know I hear what you're saying, but you just never know. I'm just throwing I'm just throwing the team out there. You just never know. The way Milwaukee has been made the, the Bucks have been playing. Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks as well. But again, I get we all agree it's so on is that A D do not want to play for the Pelicans. He don't want to play for them. He wanna contend. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? When you when you when you know you, you know, this game is not promised to you tomorrow, it could be here today, gone tomorrow you got to get your opportunity. And this man said it ain't about the money. So he may not even go to Chicago or LA. You know what I'm saying? He may go to a team that he may think that can contend and surprise all of us.
2: I mean, I would hate to see him go to Sacramento. <laughs> Cuz man, that's a young squad. Yeah, that's that's what, I'm saying. that's what I'm saying, man. And and you need if you get a piece
1: like that. I agree with you, LaJean. You get a you get a piece like that with those young players over there? the whole landscape of the Western Conference is going to change. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's going it's yep. to change. You know what I'm saying? So now you can't, you can't talk about just L.A. You can't just talk about Golden State. you got to bring Sacramento back, in, back into the fold like Sacramento was back in, the, back in the 90s and the 2000s. You know what I'm saying? With the Chris Webber and, you know, Jason Williams and things of that sort of nature as well. So I agree with you honestly,
2: honestly, I think what's going to end up happening is it's not about who trades for him right now. It's going to be all about when he hit free agency, no matter where he is. I don't really think anything else matters for him right now okay. other than the fact that he has an opportunity. He can supermax with whatever team he's with, true, but he could still go and make same great money for a shorter period of time and still have enough time to come back and earn another major contract after that four-year contract.
0: True. He is, but here's what y'all your- forget. Kind of the same thing, like Kevin Durant. Yes, these players get a, a ton of money, but they're not at what they value would be getting signed with a contender here. So them signing with contenders, they're yes, they getting paid. And they getting paid a ton of money. You know what I'm saying? All, that. but at the same time, they still taking less money than if they would have went like Jean would like. So, you know, you're gonna get mo- more money over there than you would signing with a contender. The same way KD did, the same way uh, uh, Paul George did when he decided to go back with OKC, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The list goes down and stuff. But the fact that this area yep. has been built on uh, winning championships right now and multiple champ of their legacy is why I don't see it happening. I don't see uh, AD going to the Lakers. Know he did buy a home in Los Angeles this offseason. I don't even though he's born and raised in Chicago, he's going to go to the team that has the best opportunity to win for him right now. And he's willing to take less money because he's wanting to build a legacy. You're talking about somebody who's been winning youth basketball, AAU basketball, high school basketball, and then, you know, almost winning it, you know, in, in, in college. You know, when you used to win it, you don't like to go back to. Or even being in a losing situation, if you never was in a losing situation and stuff, and that's this young generation want to work for it, like the old days, like the Jordan mentality, like the Barkley mentality, like the Lodgewine mentality, like the Magic Johnson. Work with what you got, and you go. And if it don't happen, it don't happen. But you know, what I'm saying you at least you could say we left it all out here to make it happen, though. You know, you you didn't see no okay. quitting me. Okay. You know.
2: So I'm going to ask you one question. I'm going to ask you about a starting five and tell me, is this a starting five that you think can reach the playoffs and do some damage? Okay. Derrick Rose, Zach Levine, Zion Williams, Laurie Markkinen, Anthony Davis.
0: Okay, LaJean, that's not even a fair, uh, a fair team right now. Cause you one you didn't even drop a team. You just dropped a bunch <laughs> of player names and you ain't even put a team behind it. Put a team on it. Put some respect on the team name before I can answer what the lineup is. I asked
2: the question, is the lineup in an NBA-level game capable of making the playoffs and making some noise, yes or no?
0: I I still can't answer that because that same team could be a summer league team and be busting people behind, you know, (laughs) but at the end of the day, you know, you you got to put all these players together. Man on the grill. You putting all these teams together, you know, and it's just like, yeah, they're gonna be unstoppable. But put a team behind it and tell me east or west, which whatever team that is, and then I can answer that question fairly.
2: Okay, I'm putting this team in the east and I'm putting this team with Chicago because next year Derrick Rose is a free agent. Make the trade for AD. You're putting together a team that can, like you just said, would be unstoppable.
0: Okay. So now I can, yes, that team would be unstoppable, but it wouldn't be on the Bulls team because that front office (laughs) is in shambles. (laughs) On the real one hundred, because that front office is still the same. It's the same front office that traded the way to Derrick Rose that wouldn't, you know, work with his with his with his camp when it came to contract and things of that nature. So Derrick Rose ain't coming back. So, that being said, with a Derrick Rose not coming back, you know an AD ain't coming back. So, you got to pick another team. So, <laughs> Chicago Rutgers. Like I said, Chicago Rutgers. <laughs> real talk. Because you got that I same front it. office that left a bad taste in players' mouths. Remember, when Jordan and Pippen left, you're going to remember this best. KG wouldn't even come back home because he said, not with that front office, man. You no, know, really signed. Uh, Pippen to a, a long-term contract without Jordan coming out of retirement, I can't play with a team like that. This is that same situation all over again, and John Paxson should know better because he was there firsthand and seen it and witnessed it, and he's doing the same thing again. But yes, that roster would be a beast east or west. It just ain't going to be on the Bulls' team. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the contract situation, we pulled that information up. LaJean, I'm going to go here to let you kick that off. You was right about LeBron James' contract, but I'm going to let you explain a little bit further for the fans who don't understand contracts here about LeBron James' contract and then signing the AD and, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Exactly. Don't get it twisted. It's a nice thought. It's a nice thought, Charlie, and I know that's your squad, but here's the cold reality of it. Like I said, it's a three-year with an option, which means in year four he can opt in or opt out. This is year one already, and you ain't had a full LeBron James. He's getting old. How do you think it's going to be over the next couple of years? You're still asking him to put the same wear and tear. So next year, you turn around, you get Klay Thompson. Now you have Klay Thompson on a max deal not true max but a max deal because the money is going to come out regardless he's going to earn his paper then you got to turn around the very next year and pay Anthony Davis and that's a guaranteed max because at that point I'm bringing you uh, to the playoffs deep into the playoffs and I want my money now because I already did that I'm taking the less part so now I want the money and he's going to be deserving of that money and then after that it's year four he can opt in or opt out that's when you have to pay him. Are you going to be willing and ready to pay all that money to three players for championship ball when you're not going to be able to add anything else super to that? Now, you may get lucky, and there's an injury out there like Golden State did snatching up Boogie Cousins, but I can't say that's going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but, again, it could be a situation where, I mean, that they don't sign the max. Maybe they do like a two-year contract type or a three-year contract with a with a second-player option. You know, players are doing that this day and age, if I'm not mistaken. So, again, AD already, I, like we already said, AD said it's not about the money with him. So you take that out of the equation and then you 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 get him, and he already said it's not about the money. You know what I'm saying? Of course you want to play Clay, you're you going to, you know, you have to pay Clay Thompson if he wants to come to L.A. But what if he says it's not about the money? You know what I'm saying? What if he says, "I just want to, I just want to play in LA, and see if I can try to win a win, win a ring, just like my father did with the Lakers." Then what? You know what I'm saying? It comes, a, it, it's a different ball game now. So it's not about the money. You see what I'm saying? They got those, play, and now you can you can still add free players, free that can fit that scheme around them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it, you know if it's not about the money, that's how I'm looking at it. you. You saying it's about the. It, if it came down to the money, if what if it ain't about the money, you know what I'm saying? You gotta look at that too, because AD already again AD already said it's not about the money with him. It's about legacy. It's about he just about I, I, submit his leg and submit his legacy. So again, if it ain't about the money, and what if Clay Thompson is tired of playing for playing for Golden State and he want to come to LA, and he says it's not about the money. Now you got a different ball game. You see what I'm saying?
2: you are you talking about, Charlie? We have to talk about the reality of how contracts are created and laid out, and then the reality of it. Right now, Anthony Davis is making twenty-seven million. Do you think he's going to take less than twenty-seven million a year? Yes or no? If, if he wants, I
1: mean, if he's saying he, I mean, I'm not saying I don't know. I, I can't I, answer that, fam. What I can say is is that he just said one about the money. It's not about the money, man. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Of course, he's
2: making money, about Money, but according to the way NBA contracts are, because he becomes a veteran, they have to give him the right increase because he's a veteran. So his minimum starts at 30 million. You have to at least be willing to pay him the minimum at his, veter- at his veteran level of an NBA player. The same thing that's going to happen with LeBron James come year four
1: okay but you can't you do like a, a two year thirty five thirty five million dollar contract or something like that with with a with a with a ticket, with a, with a player option you can do that because it's not about the money that's what that's why you' you're offering back on the money it's not about I, the money with AD.
2: it's not about the money to him but the way an NBA contracts is designed through the veterans and the way they fought in the TV bargain to get this he's going to get an increase lebron is going to get an increase that's 60 plus million dollars right there invested in two players now we throw in your boy coming in la clay thompson that's another 20 plus million so already you have 80 plus million invested in three players where is the rest of your team coming from
0: hey, hey i'm I'm intervening on that one go too. ahead he he, he he's uh, LaGine is spot on with that one you have to because you know not only because of you know the way the contract is structured and because these are these ain't just veterans you know you're not going to ask them to take the veteran minimum they are superstar players so you do have to give them their increase so yes we know it's not about the money but at the same time when you're adding you know he's not going to take a max contract but you still have to offer him you know a huge contract so you have to offer him more than what he's making right now. Same thing with LeBron. So if you do bring in a clay Thompson, he's not in that situation where he is going to take less than probably a max contract. The Lakers can't afford that without trading away players. So I, I get what he's saying. So again, it's the same situation like the Bulls. You If you trade away all your assets – what, what money do you have left and what role players can you find that's going to be a complete fit that will make this team a playoff team? That's why I was saying earlier that the Bulls and the Lakers are hand-to-hand in the same situation. You don't have that depth and you don't have that luxury, even though you're both big market teams, L.A. and Chicago. You don't have that asset to make, make it happen like that.
1: And I mean if that's I mean if he don't come to, and I mean that's fine if he don't come to L.A. that's fine I mean I'm not gonna lose no sleep but at the oh. same time at the same at at the same time is that again we don't know where Ad's gonna go you know we, don't. We, we don't we we don't the... we we do know that he don't want to play for New Orleans right you
0: know what I'm saying? exactly we do you know, know that And, right. we, you we know, know that. that's the whole right. point of the debate and stuff like that you know that's right. what make it fun but you know right. it's just like you know but both of y'all technically are, you know what I'm saying, willing to give up, like Lajin was willing to give up the house for AD. You were willing to give up, and, you know, and it's rumored that the Lakers would give up the house, but Magic Johnson, you know, being ahead is smarter than that. He's not going to give up the house for AD. You know, I'm going to just be the first one to speak on that. He's not going to do that. He's going to give up a few assets, but he ain't going to give up the house that's going to deplete this team you know, to where it's not contended for the playoffs. Right now, You have a LeBron James, and they're only 26 and 25 right now. So you think he's going to give up more assets and only have a LeBron James who's 34 years old right now and bring in an AD and then, you know, hope to land? You know, uh, uh you know, uh, another again. It, it doesn't even have to be from Golden State. Any, you know, what I'm saying other top player, a top free agent to contend with him to make a a, a big three because that's what they're gonna be dependent on the most because they have no assets left, you know, from the bench or the rest of your starting lineup that can make this team be a playoff, you know, a playoff team. You know, that that that's what it really boiled down to.
2: And that's the difference with Chicago because we don't have the max contract right now. Our max contract is twenty million, and that's
0: Zach Levine. Exactly, but you're (laughs) still giving up a lot of assets for one player, and you're still hoping for that ball to drop in a lottery ball. You know, to get at least. One of the top three college players, and then you even got to hope that player fits. Because at the end of the day, you're building a team around Laurie Markison. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest here. You're building a team around him. If you trade uh, trade away everybody, does those players any of those top three do they fit? And then what free agent do you bring in? Does does AD even fit at that point here? You know because AD could play he ain't can play the five, but he's more of a four. Laurie is really a four. He's not a five. He's not built for that. So, you know, you got to look at that from, you know what I'm saying, each standpoint. So, and then again, like I said, bringing a, 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 a Zion in, where does he fit in That You know, he's like Charles Barkley at his time, but he doesn't have that aggressiveness like Charles Barkley had. Yes, he's a freak of an athlete, but he doesn't have that I'm a power forward and I'm gonna show you I'm a power forward type of mentality. You know, that's not him. He's trying to shoot from the outside, he's trying to drive the lanes, he's not playing in the blocks like Charles Barkley, like I'm gonna grab these boards, I'm gonna block your shot, and I'm gonna post up on you. He's not doing that. So nobody really knows where he fits. We know he's a great athlete, but we don't know where he fits at in an NBA scheme here.
2: Hey, with that being said, I gotta agree with everything that everybody's saying right now. Yeah man, man, we gotta play the
0: bills. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to hit y'all right back. We got to let our uh, get a word from our sponsors in, And then we're going to come back with our final thoughts from the sideline. Y'all stick with us. All right, we back, family. Thank you all for sticking with us. We had to let our sponsor get his words in. So we appreciate y'all sticking with us. So before we jump into our final thoughts, I just want to let y'all know we ain't forget about y'all on the college basketball aspect. We'll get it at y'all with that next week here. Um, yo, but, you know, we we'd had, like, great discussions in between the commercial break and everything. And so I'm going to just pass ah. it to Charlie and let him kick off his final thoughts here. And then we just gonna go ahead and swing it around. And then, you know, we're gonna end out the show. So, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and kick off your final thoughts here?
1: Man, um, pretty much my final thoughts is man that it's just it's 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 it's, it's, it's humble. I'm humble and it's a blessing to do this podcast with two guys like LaJean and Twani that that knows sports, you know what I'm saying? You know, not just okay, well, I'm gonna just say this and say that. I just wanna I just wanna start by saying that it's just a humble and a blessing to do this podcast, man. I wouldn't want to do any other guys other than you know what I'm saying, you know, have the podcast with YouTube than anybody else. So I just wanna put that out there. You know what I'm saying? What when we bring our bring our energy and just man, just when we talk about it, man, we debate it, you know. It's not just we gonna agree. No, nah, we gonna we gonna disagree. We we may agree as well, but we gonna let y'all know how we feel from our from, from where we're coming from. And our minds and our thoughts. So, I just want to start that off. I do want to say this too. I'm hoping and wishing and praying, but I don't want, to, you know, is that this be a good Super Bowl. Because if it ain't, I will have my say so. And when I have my say so, a lot of people ain't going to like it. But it is what it is. You know, I just hope it be a good Super Bowl. And I hope that the refs don't dictate the game, because I do got to agree with Twan. I hope they don't dictate the game. Be a straight game from from start to finish. And then we just go from there, you know. And, again, I'm still picking the Rams, because I'm in that 95 percentile that don't like the Patriots. So, Lajin, what you got to say, man, on your final thoughts?
2: My final thoughts, I'm going to keep it real simple. Real sweet, real nice, and I'm going to represent the city of Chicago in a way that hasn't been represented in a long time. So, next year, 2019, Chicago Bears, NFC Championship. I'm saying they're going all the way to the title game and may even make the Super Bowl. Chicago Bulls will make the playoffs. The Chicago Blackhawks will be back in the playoffs. And the White Sox will make the ALCS. (laughs) I am sure that even the Chicago Cubs will be back in the NLCS. This is the year of the shy. It was supposed to be this year. But injuries and things happen to both the Blackhawks and the Chicago Bulls and things like that. So, hey, this is what happens. You take a year off, but the Bears showed the direction that Chicago is heading. Championship City once again, baby. Those are my final thoughts. Now, Mr. Twenty, what are your final thoughts, sir?
0: Hey, I I like both of y'all final thoughts. Big up to Charlie, man. Love both of you brothers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, my brothers, y'all, my family wouldn't want to do this show with any one of y'all as well either. I love how we debate, we get into it like anybody today. It's all love. We're gonna disagree, and I think the fans appreciate that as well, too. That we ain't just a bunch of yes men. We got our opinions, we got our takes, we but we're knowledgeable of what we're about here when we do our there too. Um oh, man like Charlie said, I just want to see it. You know, I'm I'm part of that 95% out, too. Shout out to my cousin Rod Pearson. Hey, it is what it is, cuz I do want to see your team lose, but I'm going for it, <laughs> too. All right. Well, shout out to Lajean, also my cousin as well, too. I do want to see you, you know what I'm saying, the year the shot take back and bring some championships here you know i'm not gonna predict anything but it would be love to see you know saying us on top once again here but at the end of the day you know I'm saying my final true final thoughts is i'm a huge college basketball fan i'm ready to you know what I'm saying really get into it because you know I'm saying february is only a couple days away next week we're really going to you know saying start breaking down who gonna have these number one seeds here who Saying deserving of them, and then just breaking down, uh, you know, March Madness. We're going to be doing brackets. So, all three of us are going to be putting together brackets. We're going to announce our brackets on the show all the way down to our championship team. And then we're going to hope that y'all get with us. And, you know, I'm saying, uh, send us an email on who y'all bracket team is as well, too. So we can kind of compare and just see by the end of March, you know, who is, you know, who's in that final here. You know so again, shoot your emails to us at from the sideline guys with an s at gmail.com because we really about to get into this college basketball, man. Because I'm very excited about the big dance coming up here, real talk here. So, Duke, Duke, Duke. not happening, I mean, not happening, I mean, yeah, not you happening.
1: Put, you put too much on Duke right now, we don't even know if they're gonna have no more overall seed,
0: yeah. You know, I'm real. Just saying. we don't, don't even know.
1: Wait, hold on. I'm saying too much. I'm I'm gonna be quiet. Be quiet. We don't even know if Zion
0: is gonna play. I'm just gonna say that. (laughs) 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 Hey, Hey. he's trying to be number one overall pick. All right, but hey, drop y'all handles one more time and we're gonna close out the show, family.
2: At L Y G E N E, Jean. Bobo, man, Charlie A606, man. You
1: already know, And,
0: and at me. And then, uh, underscore elite on Twitter and Instagram. And again, don't forget email. From the sideline, guys with an s at gmail.com. From the sideline, thank y'all for hanging out with us and we out, baby.
1: From the sideline.